Alright, good evening everyone and welcome back to another instalment of Bry Island Discs. We're here in the studio. We've got a pretty special one tonight because it's a joint kind of interview, I suppose. We've got Mr. and Mrs. Drake. Say hello to us, both of you. Hello. Hi, good evening. It's good to it's good for you to both be here in the studio. And I was just kind of warning you just a second ago of my kind of classic first question uh, that's about to come up. So um, obviously, you're kind of travelling to this fantasy Bry Island uh, that I was just kind of talking to you both about. So, you have to bring a luxury item and a book with you. What would both of your choices be? You can go first. I can go first. Yeah. Um, I think luxury item first, and as my wife here, she she knows well. Any time at home, I I just love watching any kind of sport, um, and I think I'd be pretty lost without some form of. Laptop TV with a connection to BT subscription, BT Sports, Sky Sports, um, BBC, just anything really. I think that would that would be what I'd take with me. Um, and I think my luxury item is a tricky one because I'm going to kind of combine both, but it would be our pets collectively. Mm. Um, we could take the dog. I'd leave the cat. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't pick between two. Definitely couldn't pick between two. Definitely the dog. Um, the dog would provide more entertainment. The cat might go missing on the island. But the yeah. cat might bring back food, which the dog actually wouldn't do, because the cat's a much better hunter than the dog is. You'd eat food the cat brought back. If it came back, like, partially whole still, I think, maybe. No. Not, like, the brain that she delivered at the weekend. <laughs> but, um, I didn't see that. So there's, a, there's a slight survival aspect, to what yeah, I suppose. Bring yeah, and I think just yeah, like if I got <laughs> the bored, pleasure, yeah, bored and annoyed with Mr. Drake, then at least I've got <laughs> you've got alternative <laughs> company. Yeah, yeah. company. I've got I've got my sport, so, so I'd yeah, be fine. We do yeah. Have a sport, so yeah. Would you bring like a box out, like a TV? Is that kind of like I your think it would live have to sport? be? Yeah, is that yeah, kind of your thing, live sport. Oh, yeah, anything, anything. Yeah. So, what kind of sport is your favourite to kind of watch? You know, it's a tough one. I'm a big fan of all the American sports. I think those played at the highest level are really, really good to watch. Um, NFL, NBA, um, but likewise rugby, football, cricket, um, darts, Formula One. Sometimes I don't know if it's Pretty on. I watch any of them. Just the whole <laughs> yeah. kind of scene, really. Just yeah. just, just yeah. live sport. That's yeah. great. And uh, what would both of your books be? So again, it's a tricky one because I feel like it's got to be something that you can keep coming back to. You don't want something that's a good read once, but you never want to read mm. again. So I almost feel like some of those like children's books are better. For that sort of thing and harry potter's maybe a bit cliche mm, um but something like the famous five or something like that yeah might right, give you a right, bit right. of again bit of survival inspiration possibly Course, yeah um, and, and you can definitely just the nostalgia means you can keep coming back to that as well so yeah i, I suppose i like to try and read something uh, a bit academic and then a bit of a mystery sort of crime thriller whodunit but i guess if you've read that once it's not necessarily something you can come back to but you know, I love anything written by Joseph Stiglitz, who's my favourite economist. Our, our dog is actually called Ludovic Stiglitz Brady, um, after, of course, Tom Brady, the greatest um, athlete of all time. Hey, cool. Uh, and Joseph Stiglitz, yeah, my favourite economist. So, um, so something maybe by him. Like a joint name, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, I mean, kind of placing yourself, visioning yourself on this kind of desert island, what can you see yourself kind of getting up to, really? I guess obviously there's the both of you on the same island. Yeah. I mean, would you, how would you like think survival, right? Would you kind of think, right, your first day there, right, I need to make like a hammock or something? Or, you know, would you I'd go fishing or something? How I would mean, you entertain yourself? Full disclosure here, Ollie, um, I'm, I don't have a DIY body, a uh, bone <laughs> in my body. And I'm very lucky that uh, my wife here grew up in the New Forest and she is a child of the forest and 
So she, she. I would, think I'd be in charge of oh, you'd be shelter. Oh, all of it. I think all of it. Yeah, yeah. So I would just uh, learn, learn from you. You're a great teacher as well. You're an outstanding teacher. Thank so you. I'd look forward to, to yeah, you showing me how to survive on yeah, this no, island. Yeah, I think until the the desperation kicked in, I think I'd love being on a desert island for a little while with, yeah, the need to build a shelter, find some food. Didn't you audition for a program like that? I did. Yes. Um, <laughs> shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. Yeah, shipwrecked when I yeah. was at university. Really? Bit um, of an actor inside you, Mrs. Drake? Or? Um, no, so Shipwrecked was, you, you guys are probably too young for it, but it was um, basically, yeah, chucked a load of sort of early 20-year-olds onto a desert island and you had to survive. Quite physically, um, really. Yeah, it's like so, a Bear Grylls style, like yeah, man, you know, man, human versus wild kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that or? sort of thing. Um, so yeah they, yeah, they chucked you onto an island with kind of limited supplies and um, it was the Tigers versus the Sharks, I believe. Right. Um, and yeah, I got through a few stages, but unfortunately didn't quite get onto the show. So Wow, what kind of inspired you to do something as kind of crazy mm, as that? It was well, it was actually my housemates who filled out the, the application <laughs> at university. They thought it was they were just being really funny mm. and then I was actually quite excited quite when serious. I got yeah, called right. to an interview. So um but yeah, unfortunately it didn't happen. So Gosh, yeah, I'd have been crazy. quite keen. Mm. Definitely. And Mr. Drake, is there that kind of, did you have kind of like similar aspirations? Have you kind of ever wanted to do something? Uh, I did actually, that? well, no, I did uh, apply for The Apprentice twice. Did you? Um, oh, and cool. got, Lord well, they kind of, they, they invite everyone to interview, I'm pretty sure. Um, but the first time it was my granddad's 85th, so I couldn't go uh, to London. And then the second time I was working here, actually. And uh, Peter Hardy, Peach, if you remember him, I don't think he would have, he would have agreed to me to go on it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, pulled out of that as well, but. Yeah. Fair enough. That's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> that was the end of our reality <laughs> yeah, TV show. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a little, yeah. you know, little crazy secret about Mr. and Mrs. Drake. Uh, so um, moving on to your kind of first song choice here, which I believe is, I want to say, um, it's by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm. yep. Snow, Hey-O. Um, so yeah, talk to us a little bit about, I mean, they're one of my favourite bands actually, but why did you choose? Yeah, so this is this is um, uh, my choice. And, and I think it goes back to growing up really and, uh, I tried to play the guitar really poorly, and John Frushanti was, you know, he's, I think, my guitar idol in, in terms of the way he plays and approaches things. And so growing up with, it was really hard to pick one out of sort of Blink-182, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sum 41. I saw them live recently, actually. They were, they were, they were really, really good. Um, but kind of all that that music growing up, and um, yeah, it's just, I think it, the, the opening riff is one that I could listen to over and over again on a desert island, and something that would make me smile and... and Really keep me bring happy joy to your day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every time. I mean, you can have it on repeat. I don't think I could get bored of it. So. Serious? Oh, cool. Yeah. And what about Mrs. Drake? Do you kind of, is there any, do you share like an, an interest <laughs> at all in this song? Or is it entirely Mr. Drake's uh, choice? This, this one is Mr. Drake's choice. Um, I'd be, I'm not against the song. But, um, yeah, I would say we have quite different music tastes. You say mine is always in, loud. You say my loud. music is loud. It's not. You can turn it down. It's not. Um, it but, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'd, I'd accept it on a desert island. Maybe cool. that's when I'd be playing with the dog. <laughs> yeah, let's seek other options. Cool. That's great. Thank you both of you, and we'll hear that now. This is Bry Radio. Sacrifice 
Perfect. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, great song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course. Um, so we've still got Mr. and Mrs. Drake here with us. Um, so a little bit about kind of your musical kind of taste, I guess. Obviously, both have, well, I don't want to say completely separate things. <laughs> I'm not sure how much they overlap, which we'll find out a little bit more in a second. So where would you say both of your musical kind of tastes um, originate from, would you say? Kind of like in your, kind of when you were, you know, in your teenage years, what inspired you to get into certain types of music, if that makes sense? Um, I think mine was, I've, I'd say I've got kind of a couple of different music tastes. Um, the One of the songs I've picked for tonight is very much comes from stuff that my parents listened to. Um, so that was a definite, when they'd had enough of mine and my brother's music choice, theirs went on um, and we would desperately pretend that we hated it, but actually secretly loved it, I think. Um, and then it merged into... Um, quite sort of indie stuff, I suppose, in my teens. Um, Arctic Monkeys, those sorts of um, those sorts of bands. And you then, love a dance floor banger. Though. Yeah, and then as I got a bit older and started going out and then into my time at university, it was very much anything that got someone on a dance floor. Um, so definitely became a bit more sort of Radio 1. Um, yeah. It's incredibly hard to get my wife off the dance floor. <laughs> Whereas I'm the polar opposite, it's incredibly you hard to get you on the to dance get floor. Me on the dance <laughs> yeah, floor. Right. yeah, and... Uh, so yeah, yeah, so a lot of my favourite songs are ones that will yeah even get Mr. Drake on a dance floor. Um, but yeah, all of mine is pretty mainstream, I would say. I, I think oh. um, went through a little slightly alternative phase in my teens. Um, came out the other side of that. <laughs> Recovered, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what I, about you, Mr. Drake? Yeah, much much narrower. Um, I think again, going back to trying to play the guitar and doing that poorly. Anything with guitar, I'm actually I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to branching out and and trying to find mm. new new stuff i kind of have the same playlist <laughs> on, yeah, on repeat oil. Yeah, um right. and that can be anything from like classical rock to um let's say going right up to pop sort of pop punk and pop rock um so yeah anything but then i met obviously my my lovely wife and she um exposed me to radio one have you heard this have you heard <laughs> i may have heard, of radio have you one. heard pop, <laughs> popular music on radio <laughs> yeah, one believe it or not, it's I don't know. um it's some of it is awful it is it is <laughs> really bad. Opening, right <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah um, so yeah so you played the guitar right or mm. uh, well how, how, how did that go in a, you know, uh, that, i think it was passion. yeah when i was um at primary school and Somebody played it and they were amazing and and sort of that 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 fire was lit um, and then yeah so it kind of played for I did a bit of classical Spanish classical guitar and then was like nah that's boring I'll, um, no offense um, to anyone who does that um, it's actually really cool it's just really hard um, to, to get good at it um, and then yeah try to played in a couple of bands currently well I was in a band the staff band but I couldn't be at the staff review at Christmas so. I'm currently out. I'm outside. I've been frozen out. You've so been ditched, yeah. I have, yeah. So I'm gonna have to. I think Mr. Dixon and Mr. Davies filled in for me, and they were outstanding. So we maybe have to come. But there might be four guitars in the staff band <laughs> next year. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But yeah, because um, you do make a pretty a relatively regular appearance in the staff review. Is that right <laughs> with your kind of guitar performance? Is that pretty traditional? Would you say? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is my I think my twelfth year here, and I think we've 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 tried to try to perform most years. Um, mm -hmm. It's just really cool. It's it's a great group group of people and. Um, yeah, we love we love performing in front of the show. A captive audience, they can't go anywhere. So, <laughs> and outside of kind of like the, Spa the Spanish guitar, I suppose, mm -hmm. and you know, and we kind of standard guitar, what you've been used to. Have you ever tried anything else? Have you kind of ever d indulged in any other kind of musical instruments? Or not really. Maybe the ukulele once. Bought one off Amazon, and uh, yeah, never really left. In the str the keep, keep it in the strings. Family. Yeah, keep it in the strings. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that, that's about it. I think. What about yeah. you, Mrs. Drake? Have you kind uh, of uh, were yeah, you a played, musician when you were yeah, younger? Yeah, I played the flute um, 
for oh probably about five years or so i think i probably gave up about yeah the end of b sort of age um got to grade five i think it was in the flute and then they wanted to get you never told me you were grade five yeah <laughs> there we go um then they wanted me to start doing theory lessons and things like that so i was like no no, that's me done now, thank you. Um, <laughs> day. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely me out. But yeah, always kind of wished I'd picked something a little bit cooler, maybe, mm. um, that could maybe be a little bit more transferable to a to a band or something Have like that. Have you not heard any Jeffro Toll? Like some yeah. jazz, jazz flute. Yeah, jazz flute. There's nothing. Not my vibe. <laughs> there's nothing better than some jazz flute. No, I always thought maybe like saxophone or something like that could have been quite cool, but missed the boat on that. A funky instrument, indeed. Yeah. yeah. How else? So, Mr. Drake, as well. How did you? Um, so, kind of, what through what outlets did you kind of? Uh, did you pick up your maybe you know your musical interest as, in terms of listening to songs? So, was it kind of through radio as well, or through your parents? How else? Yeah, I mean, a bit from my parents. I mean, they they're really into sort of the classics like Dire Straits and uh, Rolling Stones, Beatles, um, Led Zeppelin. So. So that was, we used to drive uh, from, my parents live in North Yorkshire and we, my dad just loved driving everyone on holidays and so we used to camp down in like the south of France or, or northern Spain and we'd drive from Yorkshire th- to there so it was a couple of CDs on, on repeat. Mm. I mean, I can remember, yeah, my first cassette, actually that, that, the first cassette I bought was actually Eminem for some weird reason, <laughs> which, um, yeah, the real Slim Shady, thinking about it now, and Mr. <laughs> Wazzo Flatbeat, I don't know, if, I don't know, that was weird. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, from my parents and then, yeah, from school and friends and, and yeah, going from there, really. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. Right. And so we've kind of got your oops, we've kind of got your second choice um, up next, I believe, which is um, right. I need to pronounce this correctly. It's Martha, um, the, the Vandellas, the Vandellas. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> was it was it right the first time or second time? I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I yeah you're right. <laughs> um, so and that's Dancing in the Street uh, Stereo. So, um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about um, that choice and whose choice was so that? So that was one of my choices. Um, and this was one that is fully inspired by my parents um it i think if i was stuck on a desert island it's probably one of the songs that straight away just would remind me of my family and of kind of my childhood and all of that sort of stuff this was definitely one of those that um we had family that live on the border with scotland so a good seven hour drive so this was probably hour three or four into the drive when mum and dad had had enough of Hmm. our music Hmm. and said we're putting ours on now um and it's just again it's a really happy song um it's yeah from my childhood but i think came out in like the mid 1960s so it's definitely their childhood imparted <laughs> on on us but it had a pretty nostalgic impact yeah on definitely you. um yeah and it's just a classic great song definitely well let's hear that now thank you very much for that choice and uh yeah let's...
Cool, and we're back, everyone. So, um, just for a little bit of, you know, um, interest. So, obviously, you're both teachers here at Bryanston, and you both teach, I suppose, slightly slightly different humanities mm-hmm. uh, related, yeah. but um, both kind of slightly different in the humanities field. So, um, talk to us a little bit about kind of your, your, I guess, your academic interests, both of you. I guess kind of especially when you were like, you know, at school and how that maybe kind of transpired kind of growing up. I think we were, well, we were probably both quite similar and have both just transferred those into our professional lives, really. Um, You studied economics at A-level. I studied geography at A-level. We both went on to do economics and geography degrees at Mm. university and then, yeah, carried that into teaching both subjects. And then you felt like you wanted to be a teacher because you thought about being a primary teacher for a bit. Yeah, and then I spent a week with year four and realised that that was a really bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was mainly just that by the end of that week, having had the same... 20 children around me I thought no this is quite boring I want to be able to see different different children all day every day yeah um teach different things and and be able to teach my subjects as well not be able not be having to teach basic maths and all of those kind of things alongside it I mean I I wanted to be a bajillionaire who worked in (laughs) London that's why that's why I did economics as a degree right um and I'm a teacher now I'm really happy about it um (laughs) no I love my job no I do no honestly (laughs) I do I I, I, you know I met my wife and uh and I mean yeah Brian's an amazing place no no I uh, well I sort of played a lot of sport at school and ended up playing a bit of rugby before I went to university and then yeah, went to university, studied economics, tried to look at getting into the city, but it was in 2011 when there was the fiscal shadow of the financial crisis of 2008, and it was, it was really hard, really yeah. competitive to get a job. Uh, and luckily, one of my friends from university, his dad and, and mum worked here, Mike and Fiona Pergos, I don't know if you've ever heard of, or if, if you remember those, no, um, who are legends here as well, and uh, Mike gave me a call and said, would you like to come and come down? And I was only meant to be here for one year, and then 12 years later, yeah, love it, and yeah, it's, it's teaching's amazing. I'm yeah, really lucky to do what I do. So you said you kind of wanted to, you know, the, the reason for like the kind of economy, uh, the, I apologise, the um, economics degree was to kind of go into the city and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, make, make, make all the money. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. right. But yeah. you became a teacher. Is that, I assume, it, Mrs. well, uh, Mrs. Drake, did you both, did you want to be a teacher kind of from day one? Or? Yeah, that was kind of, yeah, that was always the plan, um, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah, when I was tiny, I wanted to be a vet, and then I think really? I worked out that was really hard work. And actually, <laughs> I guess you've still got your love for pets and yeah, animals. So yeah, so you're still like being around them, but don't Te- want to yeah. be teaching. Them teaching open. is really hard work teaching as well. Teaching is also really hard work, but yeah. you don't have to study for seven years to be able to do it. Oh, I suppose, um, yeah. So there is that benefit. So um, kind of imagining what it's like to be a teacher at school and then kind of growing up and becoming a teacher, is it like how you envisioned? Um, oh, I don't know. I prob- Probably not, but... I'm not sure that you can just ever quite imagine what it's going to be like. And it's also so different depending on which school you work in. Um, So working here for the last seven years is completely different to the school that I worked in beforehand. Um, So, yeah, it's it's so dependent. And I think the nice thing and the definite positive about teaching is that it's different every day. So and I think that's probably the thing that you don't imagine beforehand is you kind of think of all the things that you will be doing. But actually you don't begin to imagine the weird stuff that you'll come across in the job so yeah and that's the fun bit of it and I mean both our mums were teachers yeah so that probably kind of runs slightly in the family my dad was in the army and there was no way I was joining the army (laughs) even if they they kind of wanted me to do at one point but yeah no. whereas I actually nearly did join the army that was my Mm. alternative Mm. pathway so when I was in my final year of university 
I applied for my teacher training at the same time that I applied to join Sandhurst. Had both lined up, did interviews for both, first stage of interview for the for Sandhurst, and did my teacher training interview. Um, and the teacher training got back to me sooner. And so that's why I ended up here and not and you deployed were, somewhere around the world. You would have made a good spy. That was the dream. Yeah. Army intelligence, go in yeah. and, yeah. Yes, I want Use my geography degree somewhere, but yes, yeah. Yes, <laughs> in the midst of being a spy. Yeah, basically. So if you, I mean, if the kind of, say, for example, on the flip side of that, say the kind of Sandhurst that got back to you sooner than yeah. the kind of teaching alternative, where could you kind of envision yourself? Like where, what, well, what would you kind of, where do you reckon you'd be if you went into the army? Yeah, well, sense? so the plan was always kind of, well, yeah, ideally join intelligence and I think particularly having done a geography degree, my thought behind that was I can travel, I can, I'll be deployed in different places around the world, um, I'll get to work with kind of armed forces and governments and things like that around the world. And so it was definitely something that having, particularly having spent a lot of time looking at issues of development and things in my degree, that actually going and kind of supporting those in potentially lower income countries and things like that was something that that did really interest me. Um now particularly i've got a best friend who's in the army and a best friend who's in the navy and actually that idea of being deployed around the world is fun for maybe a few years but i think it gets quite it can get quite lonely and things after a little while so i think actually being able to settle and look at it from a distance is maybe not a bad thing yeah right and mr drake actually what kind of um uh well what kind of drew you away from the kind the whole army scheme? Obviously, your dad, as you said, was in the army. What kind of um, deterred you from kind of going down that route? I don't know. I think it might have been something just to do. I didn't want to do what my my dad did. Mm. Um, and probably at the time, the idea of sort of waking up early and <laughs> uh, having a you know making your bed and all that kind of thing was probably a bit Being far away. To do things. Being told to do things to a certain degree, yeah. Um, but no, I'm very very lucky so to be here, and you know, lucky that. Our paths crossed and, and, you know, we met here, which was great. So, yeah. That's cool. Mm. And um, so we've got your third song mm. up here, um, just kind of um, on the kind of pressure of time. So mm. um, we've got, um, I believe I want to say Jimi Hendrix. Is that mm. right? Um, hey Joe, I think yeah. that's part of. So talk to us, whose choice was that? And yeah, this, this is my one. It's a, it's a loud song, isn't it? <laughs> it's a loud isn't it? Yeah, it's a loud Not song. Not Mrs. Drake's first choice <laughs> in that mine. case. Um, <laughs> well, I was, talking, I was talking to to you guys before, actually, and... But I would have personally, I would have loved to have gone for, say, Leonard Skinner, Freebird, yeah. or uh, CCR, Ramble Tamble. But you know, conscious of time, they're you know up, upwards of ten minutes, and Ben Ben's over there saying that he's played it before on air, which which I love, rock on, man. Um, so I've I'd, I had to sort of revise that down, and um, yeah, I mean Hendrix, you can't you can't beat a bit of Jimi Hendrix, and then torn between Little Wing, I think Little Wing is is a beautiful song. Uh, the the sort of instrumental by Stevie Ray Vaughan is outstanding um, of Little Wing, but Again, I, I'm a big riff guy, and and the Hey Joe riff is just outstanding. Again, something I could listen to over and over again on on the, on the island. So, so that's sort of where what uh, that is. As Mr. Drake said, everyone look forward to the the riff up and coming. So, thank you very much, and we'll listen to that now. Shoot my old lady. You know I caught her messing around. 
So welcome back, everyone. I'm not sure about you, Mrs. Drake, but obviously, Mr. Drake, you were saying how you love live sports and mm. you like kind of watching anything from F1 to NBA and everything really in between. Um, as a player, what kind of sports do you personally like playing uh, over watching, <laughs> I suppose? Um, well, I'm very much sort of retired now from, from anything. Um, but yeah, played played a bit of rugby um, growing up and then... Nowadays, it's more sort of yeah, five-a-side football or a bit of staff cricket. Like the cricket's really good fun. Um, and, yeah, they're pretending to exercise sometimes. Procrastinating. Um, yeah, 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 a little right, bit. Join the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, kind of, yeah, serious sort of playing days are, are long so kind gone of, now. Yeah, 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 I see. I see. And what about you, Mrs. Drake? Do you What do you kind of like getting stuck into sports-wise? Um, well, these days, again, it's a bit of uh, kind of attempting to be motivated to go for a run every so often um you are being, pregnant as being well. six months pregnant is quite well, a good congratulations excuse to, thank you thank you, Ollie, yeah, thank you. To, uh, to not have to do much at the moment because uh, you're relatively you, there is actually quite a lot you can do but i'm just ignoring those things that i could be doing um but yeah prior to that we'd kind of well we'd both try and get into running every so often and that would kind of particularly as you get into the summer months yeah. and it's a bit lighter yeah, it's really definitely. nice to get out and about and then winter would come back and that would disappear <laughs> Kill all plans for the moment, yeah. Um, yeah, again, when I was at university, it was just a lot more um, like water sports. So I did quite a lot of uh, like water skiing, uh, monoskiing, wakeboarding, that sort of stuff. So and that was quite outdoors, what, you know, quite yeah. like sea-based. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was kind of what kept me busy at university. Yeah, and and kind of more obviously nowadays, of course, you're as you said, you're pregnant. But um, <laughs> would you would like kind of say, take yourself I don't know, say six or, you know, 12 months back or something, would, would you kind of still be into all these kind of sports, all these summer options? Or um, I, has it changed a little bit? Or? I still, I would, I'd still love to get out and do them. The just the time and the opportunities to do them so much isn't you, there You now. love the beach as well. I do love the beach, yeah. yeah. Just, and yeah, the sun. And the sun, <laughs> yeah. the summer generally. So, yeah, anything that I can kind of be outside. Um, football, obviously. Um, and it's actually, it's been a real shame this year not being able to just kind of join in with the girls' football training sessions because that's always been one of the best bits about coaching girls' football over the last couple of years here is just being able to play football with them as well. Um, I played quite a lot when I was at school but then kind of didn't do a huge amount more with it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to once... Once baby is out and things being able to get back. You mean our, our daughter is born? Yeah. <laughs> um, in a year's time or so, being able to get get back out on a football pitch as well. And we've done a, we've had a few bits of star football and things in the past as well, which have been good fun. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, all of that. So obviously, I oh, hugely, hugely big news and great news for the both of you. You're expecting obviously a baby daughter in June. Is that right? Yeah, beginning of yeah. June. Yeah. So. Oh, wow, I don't really know what to say. What does this mean? What does this mean for you? Obviously, it's hugely great news, but I mean, how do you reckon, what does that mean for you over the kind of like the months after after your wonderful daughter's born? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Neither of us really know. We're just yeah. going to see what Take happens. Take as it comes. Everyone, yeah. I think, uh, the advice of ours is like, just enjoy your sleep for now because yeah, you're not going to have any for any years. Yeah, right. and, uh, it's yeah. kind of the same advice I get for, for becoming a husband as well. It's mm. like, just enjoy your sleep for the moment like because come September... Um, yeah, new job and, and, and baby, so it'll be. So yeah, we're just, we've just yeah. decided to do it all at once. Looking after so, loads of kids. Yeah, yeah. Ronan, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 and, it, house and at well, least so. it's a girl and I'm going to be slightly less outnumbered in Dorset next year. So. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, the ratio is, it's, it's, it's balancing Yeah, it's balanced a tiny bit good. at least. So. Um, but yeah, just got a busy, busy six months or so yeah. coming up, but it'll be, it'll yeah, def- be fun. Course, I mean, so I mean, what how do you kind of envision like parenthood's gonna be like? Obviously, so as you said, you're probably not gonna get that much sleep, um, yeah. but I mean, do you have any kind of like burning plans as you know, as being parents or no? I think we'll yeah. 
I think we'll be fairly. I'd like to say we'll be fairly relaxed parents. I guess you never know until you're in you it. Just don't know until you. I can imagine you be both being very, you know, <laughs> but like positively, you know, yeah. if that makes sense in a good way. Yeah, right? not like negligent or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. <laughs> completely hands off. But no, not at all. Um, but that's really, really cool. Amazing. So, and uh, just moving on to your fourth song, actually. Um, so we've got a pretty big one coming up for last. But fourth, we have uh, Rudimental, uh, Waiting All Night. Is that right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's is one that your of mine. choice, Mrs. Drake? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of mine, and that is. Um, one of my actually I think it was on our wedding playlist most no. likely um, but, I know I remember all the songs that were on our <laughs> wedding playlist yeah. uh, they, were but, gr- they were all great they were yeah all great. this is kind of yeah just a, a definite we'll get people on a dance floor um, we'll keep people on a dance floor once they're there as well um, and I think if we were stuck on an island this could be our kind of getting hyped ready to go out and like hunt for food or something kind of music I think it would definitely get kind us of ready pick you up kind of song yeah, yeah right yeah get us ready to go and tackle whatever life-saving mission we needed to go on let's say that now i'll let you know um all you kind of listeners out there if mr and mrs drake kind of get dancing (laughs) (laughs) we'll hear that now
right, we're back, everyone, kind of amidst a bit of a beat drop there. So I'm sure, well, I can I can confirm Mr. Drake did have a little bit of head bobbing going on, as did Mrs. Drake. So a little bit of dancing, a bit low-key. So it is a banger. It, it does prove banger. that, you know, it does get people moving, does which is, so moving. as you said, so... That's pretty cool. And, of course, alongside your wonderful baby daughter that's up and coming, you, of course, were married. You married each other um, over last summer, I believe. So you were just saying in the break how it was, uh, like, kind of searingly hot. So talk to us about about that kind of special day. Yeah, it was the second heat wave the summer just gone, um, so towards the well, middle of August. 13th of August. I, re- I remember August. the day we got married. <laughs> um, and, it yeah, it was ridiculously hot. Mm. Um Sam Thompson was kind of organising all of it for us and she was terrified that people were going to yeah. pass out from the heat so she was just passing water out to everyone and well Mr Payne was our officiant but he chose poorly in terms of his uh, attire he looked very smart he but... looked excellent but he wore a full wool three piece suit yeah. um, to stand out in the sun for I don't know how long you guys were out there for until I arrived oh hours but <laughs> I think it definitely seemed like quite a long time so we did the ceremony out by the fountain um, so yeah all our guests were sat out in the boiling hot sun waiting for <laughs> no shade either. not a single bit of shade everyone um, was a little bit tried and tested with the heat I suppose yeah there was yeah there was a lot of very sweaty people by the end of the day <laughs> but yeah it was a really good day and what yeah. did your kind of guests think of kind of coming to Bryant's I mean you you had it here of course here at yeah. Bryanston, which is I mean a fabulous for those of you who haven't been here fabulous fabulous scenery um so what how did they kind of respond to the incredible atmosphere yeah I mean it was an amazing day and I think that not only the the setting and and you know often we we're here every day um, during term time and we often maybe lose that, that you know that feeling of of you know how actually you know, how much of a special place it is. I think the, the one of the biggest takeaway though was how people um, spoke about the staff um, who they said were just absolutely outstanding. Um, you know all the the catering staff and support staff who who made it. It was the best day. Yeah, and, yeah. So you and had they were, Dan yeah. organising all the. Um, all the catering, yeah, um, and Jeff, all Jeff running the bar. the bar, yeah, Jeff, um, Jeff ran a good bar, and yeah, all our guests were just amazed by yeah. how professional they were, but yeah. how just yeah, how much effort they put in, how yeah. kind of caring and everything they were, and how seamlessly the mm. the day ran. Yeah, Sam Tonks was organising the day and everything, and it was just yeah, completely, completely seamless. James Henshaw had set up all the microphones yeah. for speeches and all of those kind of things, so it was like a full team effort from everyone yeah, I mean was... people were basically like this is a professional wedding venue yeah. this is, it's not a school is it and it's like yeah no it's a school and it's a, it's a great school so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it was cool to have all of our friends and family in the place that we work and yeah. we have lived before and we're going to live again yeah. and the place that we met and things so yeah it was really nice to be able to do it here. so it kind of works you know it's a kind of yeah. great you know location for that reason as well to kind of tie everything nicely together yeah. which is really really cool yeah. Wow. And so moving into your kind of newly appointed role, again, another congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. To become the new Dorset Hism um, yeah. starting next year in September. Um, congratulations. How do you feel, by the way? I Yeah, great. Um, you know, big shoes, really big shoes to fill. I mean, Mr. Beals has, has yeah, done an outstanding job for, for 12 years. So, um, yeah, yeah, just really looking forward to getting in there. Been on the house team since January and, and getting to know the boys in there. And yeah, the house seems to be in a, in a great place. You know, lots of yeah, all, all the kids are great. So, yeah, looking forward to, to getting in there properly in September. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what are your kind of um, aspirations and goals kind of coming into the house fresh in September? Oh, we'll be at the best house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, period, that's period. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, um, <laughs> dead certain. No, just to continue, you know, there's a really good vibe, really positive vibe down there. And just to, just to yeah, continue that and ensure that, 
that all the Dorset boys are happy and healthy and, and doing the best they can. Um, yeah, that's is, your kind of motto going into the house. Just kind of keep up the, you know, <laughs> make sure you're kind of achieving your best kind of thing and keep. Up yeah, I mean, just just as long as yeah, you're trying. Yeah, don't don't be don't be afraid to to fail and fail forward and and pick yourself up and go again. Um, that's all you know. We can ask as as the teachers. So, um, but yeah, and just be kind to each other. Ultimately, that's kind of yeah the vibe I'll be going for. So. Absolutely, yeah. And Mrs. Drake, how do you feel kind of coming into the house as well? You know, going to be living on site, well, for the kind of duration of why you're, you know, the husbands, both of you. Um, so, I mean, what's it kind of look like for you? Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to being back on site. We um, we lived in Beechwood for a year. Um, so, yeah, when the current current A2s, you guys, <laughs> yeah, were, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Were, were D's, we were in Beechwood. And then we lived in, moved into Allen for two years. Um, so yeah, we've kind of dotted around a few different boarding houses now, um, and have had we will have had two years offsite, um, kind of living in creating our own home, um, yeah. and then yeah, it'll be nice to come back. And we've missed the social side of it, um, and we've yeah. missed the opportunities to just be around students in that sort of downtime as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's going to be good, and I'm going to have a year off where I can just float around and. Just mm-hmm. enjoy being here and yeah, disappear just, uh, yeah, when I <laughs> So great. I've got the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got the best of best, 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 <laughs> deal, best end of the all worlds. Worlds. Yeah, so yeah. so do I. <laughs> so do I as well. Oh, and uh, just finally, before we move on to your final um, final song, so um, I suppose you've but you well, Mr. Drake, you've just kind of touched on it very slightly there. But um, what would you say your biggest advice is, um, or your one piece of advice, I should say, um, for kind of Bryanston students at the moment? So any like motivational kind of quote or anything you have in mind that you think Bryanston students deserve to know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think. It, you know, big fan of uh, Bill Belichick, who's the head coach of the New England Patriots and possibly the greatest football coach of all time. And he just has a very simple slogan, which is "Do your job." And if everyone if everyone does their job and does it, you know, as best as they can, then it, you know, the whole thing takes care of itself. So, um, yeah, think about what, yeah, what have you got to do? How are you going to get it done? And just go, yeah, and do do your job, really. Just do your job, absolutely. What about you, Mister? Is it similar, different? Um, no, fairly similar. I think. I think we've got quite similar uh, outlooks on well, on life generally mm. I suppose but definitely on kind of school life um, and I think our our biggest thing and the, the moments when we're proud most proud of of Bryanston and of Bryanston students is when when they've yeah just really tried at something mm. um, and and that might mean that they've really tried at something and it's gone abysmally horribly <laughs> wrong but um, but actually if they can still recognize that there was a real value in trying hard then that's when that's when we that's when we go home and go oh i had a really good day today um so yeah just yeah try your hardest and be willing to keep going at that even when it does even when it's hard like yeah even when it's difficult um which is easier said than done i know it's not an easy thing to do at all but i think hopefully most people can recognize that there's so much support here available to go and do those things um that hopefully encourages them to to still go ahead and try yeah, definitely something Bryson students can definitely adopt, I think, in a good way, which is you know great to kind of get both of your opinions on that, which is great. So thank you very much. And kind of linking back to your wedding, I'll let you explain a little bit. But um, your final song, Jason Mraz, uh, I Won't Give Up. So talk mm. to us a little bit about that final. I think that's a joint choice, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't compromise on it because I really like Jason Mraz sometimes. Uh, but it's, I mean, you're one of your favourite artists ever, right? Uh, well, it was yeah a, a, a favoured artist growing up. Um, 
And the, yeah, so we had this as our first dance at our wedding. Um, and I just think as a as a first dance, it's just got some quite nice ideas behind it in the song um, when you listen to the lyrics. We it's, didn't choreograph a first dance either. It was it was very much on the spot. Did we? Oh, no, no very it was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. on the spot, but it was, but it was brilliant despite that. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I, that's true. But yeah, and actually, I suppose, yeah, the title, I Won't Give Up, kind of, yeah, just gives reflects kind of what we think about in, yeah, nice yeah, in lots of aspects i suppose but yeah it's got it's got some nice ideas behind it as a first as a first dance yeah, and free bird got cancer that, <laughs> that got shut down pretty quickly uh, or anything yeah. loud anything so, loud yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a compromise so, there <laughs> yeah wonderful thank you both so much that's great to listen to you both um and your five tracks which we'll just hear the fifth one in just a second uh thank you everyone to listening of course we'll be back in a couple of weeks time for the final interview of the term um before moving into the summer term of course and uh this has been uh mr and mrs drake uh myself and ben of course we're doing all the tech behind the scenes so thank you ben um and great to have you both on of course um thank you have a wonderful evening everyone and let's enjoy this final song thank you like them old stars I see that you've come so far to be right where you are how old is your soul well I won't give up on us even if the skies get Rough, I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up, and when you're needing your space to do some navigating, I'll be here patiently waiting to see what you find. Even the stars, they burn Some even fall to the earth We got a lot to learn God knows we're worth it No, I won't give up I don't want to be someone who won't away so easily I'm here to stay and make the difference that I can make 
Our differences, they do a lot to teach us how to use the tools and gifts we got here. We got a lot at stake. And in the end, you're still my friend. At least we did intend for us to work. We didn't break, we didn't burn. We had to learn how to bend without the world caving in. I had to learn what I got and what I'm not and who I am. I won't give up all us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up, still looking up. Well, Skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels.